Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to the Ash London Podcast. Every week, I'll be chatting to guests who have entertained, inspired, educated, brought hope, or just distracted us in recent crazy times, as we ask the question, how do we keep living our best lives when the world around us kind of feels like it's imploding? Hello, my darlings. I hope your week is going well. Um, This week, we are currently away in Barrie, about two hours out of Sydney on a farm stay. My in-laws and buddy, it's his first holiday. Most of the car was full of his crap. He's only 60 centimetres long. I don't understand how someone requires this much crap and yet here we are. But anyway, we're having a wonderful time. Um, we've got a fun one for you today. It's a, it's a good friend of mine um, who I've had the absolute pleasure of watching go from strength to strength over the past couple of years. Christian Hull is a content creator with millions of followers across multiple platforms. But I knew him when he, we worked together at the radio station and he was creating content for other people, for radio shows. Uh, he had his own aspirations and I didn't know about those aspirations really until we had this, this conversation. But he eventually took the leap from making content for other people to doing it for himself. The results were freaking epic. And in this episode, he lifts the lid on just how crazy things got for him. The highs, the lows, the struggles, all that stuff. I love this man. I hope you do too. Welcome to the Ash London podcast, my darling, Christian Hull. Hello, Ash London, my equally darling. darling. I was trying to think of something funny. Yeah, failed. It's okay. I still love you. (laughs) So... This is usually I have a I have a researcher that does all the research for me for the guests. They found this, nothing. But this no, this week I was like, I want to go in blind, but I know you so well, and I so I, I thought it might be nice to go off our shared history and my own experience of Christian Hull as opposed to what the internet has to say about you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we we worked with the same company for years. Totally. You you were at my wedding. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, and I feel like that was an accident. but It wasn't. Okay. I planned that wedding to the smallest minutiae. No one was accidentally invited. Well, no, here's here's why I really felt bad. (laughs) Everyone, do you know, everyone said to me, why are you going to the wedding? And I was like. I thought I thought I had a really good relationship with Ash, and that's that's why I'm here. And then I remember you like uh, maybe a year or two before the wedding, because you were like in full organization mode. You did. Pretty much 99.9% of that wedding, yeah, maybe 100%. And there were 270 and, people invited in a fucking panic. Yeah. So I worked And Adrian just off. sort of showed up. Yes. That's <laughs> all I allowed him um, to do. But then I remember when you were organizing, you said you needed someone to film. And I was like, I will film. And then we never spoke of it again. And then I got an invite and I was I like, forgot that. Am, I, am I filming? And I was like, I think I'm supposed to be filming. And then I was like, no, no she hasn't said anything. Do I take a camera? But then she hasn't said anything. So if I take a camera, is that too intrusive? So I was like, 
I want to go and enjoy it, so I'm going to go and not film, but it's, I'm hoping someone's going to be I forgot film. we even had that conversation because in my, in my mind you would come anyway and then okay, you made good. that offer yeah. and then I think I think we decided we didn't want a video anyway. Like photos are enough for a wedding. Are you absolutely sure? Because I've been like living with this guilt for so long going, Christian. there was no one filming. There was some no. beautiful photos. I was like, uh-oh. No, because you know Adrian, he's not a narcissist like me. So he, if he had he his way, camera, yeah, he, he wouldn't have even had photos. He would have been like, memories are enough. It was a great day. It really was. Like, I don't want to be that person that thinks their wedding was the best, but I had a great wedding. Nah, it was, it was, it was probably one of the best I've been to. I mean, I've only been to one, but. <laughs> Here's the thing. A lot of the white people that came to my wedding had only been to one or two weddings, but yeah. I'm a wog, so I reckon I've been oh, to God. 50 weddings. Every weekend. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. When I say 50 weddings, I'm really? not exaggerating. No way. Because all my cousins are married and I'm the youngest. So that's mm. 20. Because Lebanese weddings are like the best. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yes, we work together at Southern Cross Stereo. So I always knew you and you were always a bit of a, a mess. You've always yeah. been a mess, which is why it's so amazing to see how you, it has worked for you. <laughs> like your messiness has mm. been your greatest triumph. My disaster of a life I've turned into a yes. uh, successful sort yes. of, it's a, yeah. So if, if no, that. it is a compliment. So if like, let's say seven years ago, which this was, someone would have said in seven years, you won't be making content for other people's show. In fact, mm. you'll have someone that you hire to help you make content about you and you'll be doing tours and you'll be a, a huge deal. Would you have been like, yeah, that makes sense? Or would you have thought? No, I would have been like, yeah, I believe that. Because I, I, <laughs> I'd always had that goal going into radio. I wanted to be Carl Sanderland. So Amazing. when I. You're too nice to be Kyle Sanderland. Yeah, you I act know. like a bitch, but you are so lovely. <laughs> but I'm loud, big and gay and he's very camp. And I just like, it's a similar, it's a similar fit. And I'd, I'd love him and, and the show. Sometimes, sometimes he's a bit, I'm like, ah. Oh, oh, he's he the doing? best broadcaster in Australia, let's be honest. And Jackie. Yeah. Um, and, the wind beneath his wings. Oh, well, Jackie's the, the plinth that mm-hmm. he stands on. Um, And so uh, that's what I went going in. And then obviously you get to radio and it shatters your dreams because you're like, wow, radio's shit. <laughs> like, it's just so much work. <laughs> so much and it's work. just an illusion. It's yeah. just, just an illusion. And so... I was broken down and then rebuilt myself into this sort of video producer. So rather than be on-air talent, I was like, I'll just film and edit. And that was very creative. I never knew this. I thought you were always the person that wanted to kind of make video content. I didn't think you had aspirations mm. on air. I never knew. Because by by that time, at the, when I officially got the job over in Melbourne, when I sort of first met you, that was that was the start of rebuilding the new... The soul had been destroyed. Sort of Christian. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. I'd spent... Um, you know, a couple of years in Newcastle at NXFM as this breakfast character doing on-air shifts. And then I went to Adelaide to produce the breakfast show there. And I was sort that was the start of the crumbling was Adelaide. Yes. And then I was just like, wow. When I worked on my first breakfast show, I was like, oh, it's 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 not all fake, but it's it's all like it's constructed. Yeah, you know, three minutes, you gotta talk about mm. this. We have to do this. It wasn't like the host's choice to do things. Yeah. It was early do mornings you- were awful. No free tickets. No, um, well, eventually, yeah. maybe when you get to Sydney, you get the free tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm getting oh. Do you feel like as a gay man, though, there is a tendency in radio to maybe 
to be the person that plays the character or is yes. it as opposed to like the Yeah, the only reason I got the character and the character was called the fairy. Mm. Um which I love like I I I loved it. Yeah, and I you was had fun really and you nailed it. it. And and I didn't realise at the time because I would have been about 24 that I was sort of pigeonholing myself and I, I was doing all the red carpets and all the entertainment, which, um, again, I loved, but I realised it it's really hard to get out of that as a gay. Yeah. Um, and as a and, woman, they don't make the straight white male do that or the straight uh, male yeah, do that. Yeah, they make the girl yeah. do it or the gay guy do it. Yeah. And so I was a little bit. You know, you just sort of everything just comes to a head in a moment. You're sitting mm. there going, oh. And and I had a frank conversation with a, a content director um, who, who was running the station mm. and he basically point blank said, <laughs> you know, good luck, you're going to struggle. And so I was <sighs> like, no, you'll see, you'll see. You'll and see. he was completely right. I struggled. Um, <laughs> his advice was annoying and horrible, but it was the truth. So, so it wasn't about I, him telling you what he thought you were good and good at, not good at. It was more an accurate read of the industry. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a good meeting. It was an it was hard to hear, but he had the best of intentions. He wasn't like, oh, you're a gay, so you're just gonna do this. <laughs> he was like, I know you want to be on air. Mm. You're it's gonna be hard for you. And and here's a path to do it and here's what you're gonna do. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, right. No, it's all right. Craig Bruce will come round. He was running the network, the whole <laughs> network at the time. He'll pick me out of nowhere and suddenly I'll replace Carl Sanderlands. That's what I thought. Mm. That's honestly what I thought. Which is what you should think when you're 26 and you back yourself hard. Like that's, that is mm. the wide-eyed wonderment you're supposed to have in your 20s. Yeah, but I was a little bit more like I'll be discovered okay. versus I'm going to push myself in front of people. Yeah. So did the big, did the big sign from the world that y- you were on to something was it Trish that did that or did you feel before that that you could really make a win of this? I was making vines. So I started by making <gasps> oh, the six-second vines. Mm. And that was just a quick and easy thing and then I would upload those to Facebook. And so I think when I started my Facebook page, I uploaded a video to Vine and it was like the, the second video I'd, I'd ever done and BuzzFeed Australia took it and they shared it. And I was like, That's oh, hard. Wow. Oh, this is good. This so is you didn't start for two years before anyone gave a crap. It really was the very start. The universe went. Um, yeah, and so I could see things. I was like, okay, I'd taken all my radio knowledge and mm. being taught how to talk to an audience, get to the point, make it quick, do all this stuff. Um, and I was sort of adapting that into video. What was and... the first one? Do you remember that vine that BuzzFeed picked up? Like what? Yes. Of it was? So it was. I was at my computer at work. And I had on my screen a beach setting and it was the beach because I was yeah. working over summer, doing yeah. summer breakfast. And and I had my legs up to the camera. So, you know, those like, hot, are they yeah. hot dogs or legs? Yeah. And so I was filming my fingers to look like legs in front of this beach scene. And I was like, oh, I'm on a beautiful holiday. And then I pan out and I'm at work and I was like, no, I'm working. That's and good. then I just bashed the keypad. Good like, it was gear. nothing genius. Yes, yeah, good but, just, you know, instant art, perfect time. And and then that motivated me to just make more. And so you'd, yeah. you'd make all these videos. Some would do well, some wouldn't. But every time, you know, you'd have a little bit of, it's like a rush. You get a little bit of mm. a hit and you're like, oh, now I'll make more. Yeah. And then, you know, some don't work and some do. And so over that course of maybe the first year, I, f- I figured out what people liked and what mm. people didn't. And Trish was one of those. So she, she came about pretty early on. Um, 
and people just were like, oh, that's a funny name and Trish. And I liked playing this Trish character because she was a bit of a bitch. And um, then I made one parent video um, about my childhood, about getting getting the kids ready for school. I and it that. just, like, I did not think it would do that well. I thought, oh, it's very niche because I've got a large family. It'll only be relatable for those. And then, like, every parent was like, oh, this is my kid. This is my routine. And that- and the irony of that, Christian, that as a gay man, you were pretty much so there's no place for you in commercial radio where our target audience is a 35 to 45-year-old female. And then you find your own platform and create content that mm. resonates more than most radio shows with a 35 to 45-year-old woman. I mean, that's there's irony there. Yeah, it's it's strange. I've often wondered how I could translate what I do into radio and it's it's pretty hard. Mm. Um, so I like I'm I'm bitter about radio, but the only reason I'm bitter about radio is because I was making all these videos and I was having all this success and I was like, oh, I can do, do you want me to do anything? Or hello, I'm over here or like. It was truly bizarre to me that you were literally more famous than most of the talent on our network and you were working as a digital producer for other talent. Like I would look at it and go, does anyone else think this is super bizarro? Yeah, and it, but it wasn't like just me. You had like Tanya Hennessy who mm. was doing really well. You had the Roundabout crew who was mm. another group in sales. They worked in sales and they had a really large following and I was sort of like, oh, you know, we were big on calling ourselves an entertainment company. Yeah. And I was like, mm, but you've got you've got these people and the money you they could have made off of us yeah. would have been huge. And they've caught up now. Now, now I feel now too late. But I feel like a lot of radio companies now are like, oh, all the big audiences exist online. Let's mm. get those people. And really, they mm. you know, it's, it's a couple of years, maybe too late. It's yeah. interesting. To- I started up. Yeah, it's it's many years too late. They should have done it then. Yeah. I can look at it and go, thank God they didn't, because I personally think it's way oh, better I'm now. Gl- oh my God, I'm so glad they didn't. Like I wouldn't have left. I'd still be there had they, you know, been. Yeah, given you a weekend show or something or, you know. Mm. Um, I remember distinctly you were working on the drive show and you were having immense success online in your, in your own right with, your, you know, the videos. And I remember like many conversations where I was like, Christian, why do you still work here? So what mm. was it that kept you working a nine to five and not kind of taking the, the leap, which you eventually did, but somewhat argue yeah. you could have taken the leap earlier. I think the money. Yeah. Fickle. Like I was, I ultimately I was on quite a good wage and I wasn't making, you know, you do one or two sponsored posts and it's, it's pretty good money, but that's, it's so fickle. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like there, look, there were, there were moments where I did. Well, I, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I essentially quit at one point out of just sheer frustration and I hated the company. Yeah. Um, but then I secretly knew because of, you know, I'd started a podcast. And here's what kept me, like, here is just the ultimate thank God is I started a podcast that didn't really do much. And then um, SCA got into podcasting and I built up this podcast to some pretty good numbers. So I went with them. And so the numbers were quite crucial for them in Mm. their publicizing. They're like, oh, we reach 100,000 people. And, you know, 70,000 of those were mine. (laughs) So, but that was in the early stage before they really had any podcasts. And so that was my job security. 
Gotcha. And so when I, I I worked on a show which was which was great and it taught me I worked on a lot of lessons. You know, breakfast shows are very hard, as you're aware. And um it just ended pretty badly and I, I quit the company, but they were really good because they were like, Oh, we want to keep his podcast. And so suddenly I had this leverage and power and I was like, right, I wanna stay, I wanna stay on the same money and I wanna do whatever the hell. I like let me do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah, and they did, and so um, I ended up staying, and I I stayed longer because I had power at that moment, and I was quite demanding. Mm. I was like, I want to do this, as you should this, be able and... to be demanding. I think that's <laughs> fine. And so I was glad I did that. I could have left; it would have been a bit risky, but mm. um, ultimately, I'm really glad I stayed because I was put on. Um, and I mean, I chose to work with Carrie and Tommy on mm. their uh, afternoon show, and that was what restored my faith in uh, working with people and working in radio. And that taught me a lot of lessons. What 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 about working on that show was kind of healing? Um, the whole team trusted me, and the whole team let me do basically what whatever I wanted, and and they were just respectful of everyone. Mm. It's it's funny because now essentially I would class myself as talent. Mm. I had n- never at that point working with them. I'd never been talent. Yeah. Now I am, and looking back at how much work it is, mm. I'm so shy. And even you, like y- you and Carrie and Tommy, were were so delightful to work with. I'm at this, like it's so much effort. <laughs> like it's so draining, and I'm grumpy all the time. And um, you guys just never were. And I think Carrie and Tommy were so respectful of everyone and so just easy to work mm. with. I mean, they had their moments as they sh- absolutely should when maybe we went too far or, you know, I pushed the line with Carrie a bit and she was like, yeah, don't do that. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey! Um, but it was just a fun, really, really fun team. And that was why the decision to leave radio took so long because I didn't want to leave their show because I I was having so much fun. Not many people can ever be in that position where they know they can leave because there are other opportunities, but they want to stay, not just for the money, not just for the job security, but because they're actually enjoying it. Like that's pretty great. It was a lot of fun. We'd go to Carrie's house because she um, was pregnant. Yeah. And she just had Adelaide. And so we would just, you know, drive out to Carrie's house, have a chat. It was just like having a fun social gathering every day. I'm Mm. always amazed. Like it's easy for me to be a bitch sometimes because I'm like an F-grade celebrity. But Carrie is Australia's darling and she can't have an off day. You know, that to me would be super exhausting. But she's always been so great. I think when you're so comfortable within a team, you can have those moments mm. where you you can drop your guard. Yeah. And and but she doesn't have a guard to drop. Like, there, I mean, there are times where she'll be annoyed that something didn't go the way we had planned. But it was like she'd be like, "God damn!" And that was it. And move and on. You're like, oh, 
Yeah, wow, no that was the quickest meltdown of all time. The radio desk, or you know, yeah. we've all been in and situations where that's happened. I think because she works and has worked in in the live element for so long, yeah, you she would get straight to the point. She goes, "This is what didn't work. This, this, this. All right, on to the next thing." Right, and then you just have to make sure that you learnt from that mistake and you'd move on. And it was that's why it was so fun. Are you able to do that now? Are you that person that can? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> so the lesson really stuck for you then, Christian? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that lesson was that's the person I want to be, but that is not the person I am. <laughs> so you eventually did have the guts to resign. And at the at some point the company did get you back in a consultant capacity, which is the greatest thing oh, in the whole God. world. Oh, I'll never God, forget seeing you pop up and going, what are you doing here? And you pretty much said to me, well, they asked if I could help out and I said it would be an exorbitant fee and they said yes, so here I am. And yeah. I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought I was, well, they were like, oh, are you, are you coming back? They were like, oh, have things gone south? Have they? I'm like, no, things have gone so far north that I'm now being paid my entire salary for the year to be here for three days. <laughs> like crushing it. Oh, you're killing it. So you left and what was the actual plan? Did you have, because... There's so many elements to what you are doing mm. that it seems mm. like you're this entrepreneur who's kind of mapped it out with a formula, but I know that not to be true because yeah. I know you. No. So how how did you get from quit the regularity of my job because I've got this kind of online success to having like the, the, the machine that is Christian Hull now? Because give people an idea of like, Show off a bit for five minutes or for one minute, like of the sales, the followers, the tours. Oh, yeah. Just give us an idea for people yes. that aren't familiar. Um, so I have, uh, I think overall, all platforms, maybe three and a half million followers. What the fuck, man? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, That's like the TikTok's country. 1.4, you know, Facebook's 1.1, so they're the big ones. And then from that, I've just been able to have all these opportunities because <clears throat> once you've got a following, you can market yourself and things. So wrote a book, uh, released a book this year. I've done a lot of comedy tours. That's um, crazy because that is terrifying. And you it was. And usually comics have five years of like practising in a shitty bar with three people watching. But mm. you kind of skipped all that because you built an existing audience and now you're on a stage in front of a couple thousand people like do you have the capacity to be nervous about that? Because I remember speaking to Tanya when the two of you did a tour together and she's like, she would have a panic attack every night and be mm. nervous. And they'd be like, what about Christian? She'd be like, oh, no, he's fine. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's, um, I think I've definitely, you get nervous. You get nervous when you first do a show for the first time. Mm. Um, you're like, oh, God, I don't know the rhythm. I don't know the routine. That, mm. I mean, that's why professional comedians go and do the smaller rooms so they can yeah. be professional when they do their big shows. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, uh, that's too scary. The easy part I have is I've built that audience. I sell to them. They know when they come to my shows exactly what they're going to get, yeah. which is which is really lucky. So when I first was doing shows, I hated it and I never wanted to do it. I was sort of pushed into it. My manager and then I had a tour manager was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. You'll be perfect. Did the shows, thought I was all, I was like, this was just awful. And my tour manager who has, you know, worked with so many comics over the years was like, no, you, you're a really good performer. A couple of things to work on, but I'm really confident. Just keep going. You know, the, the, the show was a podcast show. Mm. So I would just sit down and talk about whatever I wanted. Mm. 
that's what I told people, but I'd done a lot of planning. So I wanted to set the bar really low. And so I planned, <laughs> so the first weekend I was going to do four shows and I planned four different shows. And I did the first one. Why don't you like do it. the same show four times? I didn't know that. Okay. Hang on. And so I got to the second show and I did it and it was it was better. And my tour manager said, drop the next two, just do this one. I'm yeah. like, oh, but I can't do the same show. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, what do you mean? Oh, like, what? He's like, no, yeah, that's what everyone does. I'm like, yeah, but this is what can't I don't. He's like, just do the same show. And so I was like, okay. So I did, did it and got better, did it and got better. And then. After doing it a couple of times, I was like, great, let's get the check. I've ticked that off. I'm never doing those again. Mm. The check comes and you're like, oh, my God. I could do this again. (laughs) That is a lot of money. And I was like, all right, let's do a full Australian tour. And I'll do the same show again because I already know it now. I'm like, this is great. And so we did. And then, like, that was like I got (laughs) $80,000 to do, I think it was maybe 16 shows. And I was like. At that time, you're you're like. Because now I That's imagine $80,000 is still a lot of money, obviously, to anyone. But $80,000 now feels a bit different because you've had things along the way that you realise, shit, I can get paid a lot of money for this. But, I, I mean, $80,000 to do something that you don't feel like is work, really, and mm. you've, you thought in your head you'd have to have 16 shows but you did the same show over and over again and then just got to have people adoring you and laughing at you. And as a performer, obviously a bit narcissistic, so it feels oh, great. Oh, so narcissistic. I am so narcissistic. So you probably would have done it just for the applause and the good oh. feelings and then you get a massive check. Pretty yeah. great. Oh, look, I, I I, wouldn't have just done it. I, to get me out of the house, it has to be for 80000 <laughs> So that tour, I, I left um, Carrie and Tommy like a week before I started that tour. That's unbelievable. And did it feel good going out of that tour knowing that nothing was kind of there were no expectations from external sources. You were just doing you now. Yeah, it was so good. Like Monday to Friday, oh, do what I want, and then on the weekend. Yeah, but that's the thing shows. with you, Christian, is that like you are lazy. Like you could have enjoyed doing nothing so much. Yeah, like making the TikToks and doing all that. That that's like my zero. So gotcha. making a TikTok and doing a thing is is that's doing nothing. Gotcha. I've realized over the you know maybe two and a half three years I've been out of full time work. I say that I'm lazy, but like I then go, oh no, I've done quite a lot. Yeah, and I'm always tired, and like I always Maybe have to be doing something. Maybe the laziness is more like not to do with important things. Oh, with important yes. things, working oh, yeah. hard, but with like <laughs> trivial things, like you know, whatever. How are you going to spend four hours off at home? Then mm. you're lazy. So maybe that's the kind of split of it. Yeah. So I think I'm very similar. I will get a lot done in a short amount of time but then cannot be bothered like figuring out dinner or. Oh, yeah, life. Oh, like life. Life lazy, yeah. So life lazy. One of the things I love most about kind of doing my own thing now is the ability to hire friends. Like (gasps) when you know someone is good at something and then you Mm. can go, hey, can I pay you for your services? Because Mm. I think for many of us creative people over the years, We've just been, you know, squeezed dry, you know, like we're not paid properly and your friends want freebies. So I think it's a wonderful thing once you've made a bit of money and you're a bit older to go, you're good at that. I want yeah. that skill and I'll pay you properly for it. And I, yeah. you know, I'm, I love doing that. And you've been able to do that. Like you have a team, which is yeah. so grown up. It's so weird. I've got um, two full time and then my best mate sort of like 
who I'm exploiting completely. Um, when you say pay them what they're worth, definitely not paying for <laughs> what she's worth. Um, and and so that's been incredible and also just a whole new thing to manage mm. people and to be a boss. How do you I hate with it, it, but uh, it, it's I'm not. Look, it's still so new. It's been about a year. And I brought in uh, Phoebe initially and then Ben, who I'd worked with for years in Melbourne as, as my video uh, and editor. And, I mean, it's great having them. I love, I need them. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything without them. Um, but it's just a whole new thing, like running yeah. a business. And, and you're responsible for people's development and for their livelihood. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it, it all happened so rapidly because I initially left full-time work realized I can buy a house wherever I want to it's a lot cheaper and I love Brisbane so I I bought up here and then um we had this was in month before COVID I'd Mm. moved I had a tour planned that was going to be my financial yeah you know stability for the year I hadn't hired anyone but that it was just me so I was like this will be great and then you know we shut down I canceled the tour and I was like "Uh uh-oh like, ugh, where am I going to get all my money from? Yeah. Oh, this is, oh, shit. shit. Panicked a bit. So sold my soul, did, did a lot of sponsored stuff. And then in lockdown, started making, going back to like, I loved art. I like to make wire things. Yeah, I remember then, you used to make candles back in the day and I bought that's some. That's right. That's right. Crafty. Oh, you're so supportive, buying my shitty products. They were great. <laughs> um, and I uh, just started pouring some resin, making some little resin uh, jewelry for Facebook people just to give away as a prize. Yeah. And I would put a little flower in it. And the, the premise of this resin pendant was, um, you know, due to COVID, you want people to stay away from you. Um, I was big into crystals, but there wasn't a crystal that radiated negative, you know, leave me alone, mm. fuck off energy. So I made this resin pendant to be that. And I would scream into them as I poured them. Charging them with, you know, it's all bullshit, gimmicky stuff. And so I made some videos doing it and and someone said, you should sell these online. Don't just give them away, sell them. Yeah. I was like, oh, no one would buy this shit. So I listed them, sold a few and then made a TikTok and then the TikTok just exploded. And then, you know, I woke up and I had maybe 50 orders. And I was like, what? And then it was 250 and then it was 500, then it was 1,000. And then so over the course of the, the six months, I'd, I'd sold 17,000 of these little pendants and I ended sure. up making about half a million dollars. Oh, my God. Did you go get a factory to make them? How did you make that many? No, no. So I would wake up at 6 a.m. and do one pour. I, like I had to buy a lot of molds. I had to buy in bulk. I was contacting Spotlight. I was oh buying gosh. like just like I had a whole setup at my house. So I'd wake up at 6 a.m., like pour, demold at 2 p.m., then pour at 3 p.m., then, then pour again at maybe mid midnight and so because i had just so many orders and you had to let this resin cure i just had to constantly so i stopped making videos and this was all i was doing just making these pendants and they were doing so well and then and it was getting to a point where i was posting just like you having to post and organize 500 orders at a, at a time oh, Christian, and no. it was awful but i would just watch the money i'd be like the money is what's motivating me yeah. And then I got so exhausted. I got so sick. And I was like, oh, right, I need a break. So I orders had pretty much completely slowed down. I was like, yep, it's at a good point. I'm not going to post about it. Mm. I'm just going to leave it and I'll just do a couple a day. Um, and then um, Angina, who's a very famous drag queen from season one of RuPaul's Drag Waste, um, I get a notification. 
you've been tagged. I was like, oh, wow. She had bought the the pendant and was had done some stories on it. Oh, like, oh that's amazing. Delightful. And then. Yeah. But it's own set of like, problems. <laughs> yeah. And so then I was like, oh. And then, then I was like, oh, I'll just see how many orders we've got today. Oh, shit. I had like 1,500. And I was oh, like, oh, like gosh. I'm so tired. This is so great, you know. And so uh, I'd, I'd done all those and I, I just had, I sat back and I was, you know, checked the bank account and went, wow, like I've had no time to spend it and yeah. suddenly I've got, you know, half a million sitting in there and having no business experience, having no understanding of, uh, you know, incoming and outgoing costs, I spent a lot of it. So, you know, I was like, I've got a business here, so let's do this, let's do that. So let's hire Phoebe full-time. She can come in. Finally, I can afford her. Yes. And then I was like, uh, Ben, yes, I can afford you now. So I hired them. Um, and then I started going, all right, I'm going to get this product. I'm going to do this. I'm going to order. I, I sold 17,000 pendants. I'm probably going to sell 2,000 of these. So I would order all this stuff. And then it just sort of all stopped. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. I have severely miscalculated this. <laughs> I've got, you know, $2,000 in my account and I have two full-time staff and I have just been hit with a $200,000 tax bill because I didn't put money away for tax. And That's the number one. <clears throat> it's something we all have to learn when we go out on our own is the taxing, mm. but not many people mm. have to learn it to that extent. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I was $60,000 in the red and I thought, oh, shit, I've bitten off more than I can chew. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. Like, firstly, I want to make sure Ben and Phoebe are secure because I've said, yes, move your entire lives from Sydney and Melbourne here. And, you know, we had to change gears pretty quickly. Uh, I had to, like, I was like, okay, sell, sell, sell my soul. Sell it. We've all had that um, yeah. conversation with our manager. I've had it before. I'll literally flog any product you need. Um, I don't even care what it is. Vibrator, yeah. you know, CBD, lube. Yep, I'm a big fan. <laughs> The lady, bring it over. I'm uh-huh. gonna do it. Yeah, and so that that got me through. And but it was a great lesson because now yeah. I am every morning. I check <laughs> my account. What's come in? What's come out? I've divided it into four different ones. I that, that's just very impressive dividing money. it when you get it. That's what you have yeah. to do. Earmark the money as soon to. as it comes. Otherwise, you think it's all yours when it's not. Yeah, well, that's what I would look at the the one account with five hundred in it, not realizing two hundred fifty of that's for tax, hundred is for wages, gas, yeah. and this, and so you're left with thirty grand, thirty dollars, man. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> story of my yeah, life. So, uh, so you know, you I've, I've really learned. Yeah, yeah, I'm, the kind I'm of person that it. has to fuck it up and and feel the pain of the lesson to learn it because I'm definitely that person. Yes. Someone could have told me that and I would have gone, yeah, cool, and then not, but I have to be, and I've been where you are and you go, I oh. never want to be in this position again. I yeah. feel it. I know how gross it feels. Mm. So, yeah. Well, that's, I think, gosh, my poor mother, she constantly tells me, or she always gives me the right advice, but I'm like, mum, I have to learn this. Like yeah. I get to a point where I'm like, I understand and you're probably absolutely right, but I need to actually learn this lesson to understand it yeah. and then move on from that. What would you say you're proudest of when you look back at everything you've achieved, lessons learned, whatever it is, what are you proudest of? Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, come no, on, Christian. Like, but it's all such small steps that you just, nothing's, 
Um, well, that's the answer I've, then. You're proud of all the small steps that I'm proud of. Yeah, I'm proud of everything. I think um, taking the taking the leap to do live shows because mm. um, a lot of people really struggle just to to take that first step. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. not so good. Nomina- at- I got nominated not- for an actor. There you go. Come on. That's pretty good. That, yeah. That's pretty good. And this episode comes out Thursday, and I think voting's still open, isn't it? When does voting close for that? No, no, voting's definitely closed. Oh. And the award, by the time this comes out, I would have lost the award. Do you know, oh, you no. know what's really funny? Who wins it? So, um, Do you know? I don't know. Nah, my money's so on. You don't know you've lost set- it. You're just saying you've lost it. As a self, yeah. I mean, if you look at the thing. people I'm nominated against, I I look at it like the Oscars. Like I am the old has been actress, and then there's all the really good new talent. Um, but I, I'm fine. I'm totally fine with losing because I bought. I spent three hundred dollars. I went to a trophy guy, and I was like, "Can you replicate? Can you replicate an actor award?" Um, and I got it engraved with a 2021 Actor Award loser, Christian Hull. So like I'm more that. excited about that. And if you do win, and I'm saying you say, you know what, you say you definitely won't, but there's always a chance if you do win, it will be a pretty great story to have both of them next to each other. Oh, 100%. And that's all we care I, about, yeah. is it? Just a great story. Your whole life oh, is just Oh, it's just the content. Stories. I really, I mean, look, I would love to win one. It's, it, I've, it'd be great to be recognised, but... Um, I just want it because I then my next comedy shows, I want to have actor award winner That's on the nice. tour poster. That's great. Mm. Okay. How about I will create awards that are like A-C-T-A, not A-A-C-T-A, and call them the actors, and then I'll give it to you and then you can say in, that. In Australian Capital Territory Awards. There you go. See you in Darwin. Yeah, no, wait. See you in Canberra. <laughs> um, I've loved our chat today. I love that we spent so much time talking about not that – part of your career that really took off but the leading into it because I think that is very interesting that's how we know each other it's I true think, as well it's true I love you so much it was good talking with you and I can in full circle can confirm you were invited to my wedding as a guest with no expectation to create content thank god thank god did um, Adrian have a question at <laughs> no he never yeah. well I was in charge of the guest list but um no never I would have always because everyone was like you used it to brag a lot when we worked together. I was like, yeah, I went to Ash London's wedding. And they were like, well, how'd you get invited? I was like, well, Ash, I was invited through Ash. <laughs> They're like, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> because my husband at the time was running the station. so Well, he, he was the boss yes. and we didn't have much to do with each other. Yeah. Like, I'm, People I'd forgot known that we had for a relationship. Ages. Yeah. 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 And it was like, um, you got invited? But you work downstairs. Like, you actually don't have anything. I'm the cooler one anyway. Adrian just loves me. No, I'm cool than Adrian. Thank you. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, you're cool. Shut up. I'm hanging up. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you for making time for chat. I can't wait to hug you soon. Oh, thank you. Borders are open. Keep the distance. Borders closed. Don't come to Brisbane. We don't want you here. What? Smart ass. I really think it's easy to kind of lump all content creators in with the influencers and decide that they're somehow not as important as other talents like TV or radio stars. But people like Christian, I think, prove that that just isn't true. He backed himself enough to make things happen on his own terms, own his brand, create the content he wants, live where he wants, and really have a huge audience that love him. That's the dream. His courage and self-belief paid off, and I think that's really wonderful. Good on you, Christian. It was a pleasure to have you on. 
Audio production on the Ashlanded podcast is by Dom Evans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.